Welcome to Shear Jeshub, a Bible study program brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. This is Patty Scalzo, and in today's program, my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will be continuing the series on Heavenly Authority in the section on Gideon. Last time, we left off in Judges, Chapter 6, with the chastising word of the Lord given to the Israelites by an unnamed prophet. Now let's rejoin Pastor Greg as he continues his Sunday message. You know, we have the name of many men and women of God in the Bible, but you think of how many others who throughout the generations have served the Lord God who have been used to bring about his purpose and what may seem small things one-to-one -one witnessing in families and sometimes in great things who we don't know their names they're anonymous all the faithful servants of the Lord who are not named in the scriptures like this prophet who someday will see and will know what they did when we go to be with the Lord and hopefully we'll be counted among them the faithful who, who don't have a place of fame among men but who still are obedient unto God and do that which God has called them to do as this prophet has who speaks the word the people must know why notice God wants them to know why the things that are happening to them are happening some things we can't understand but many many times in the Bible the Lord God wants to communicate why you're in the situation you're in and he starts the delivering process by sending the prophet to clarify this is why you're in this situation and once the problem is understood then God can bring deliverance and that's really true of any demonic activity any addiction any problem a person has if a person will not realize why they're in that situation what I've done wrong to bring about that situation how can God save us from it that's the importance of repentance we spoke about that the last time when we spoke about baptism okay now we read about Gideon the call to Gideon verse 11 now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree which was in Ophrah which belonged to Josiah the Abba Israelite the Abba Israelite belonging to the family of Abba Ezer, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. So this Joash from the tribe of Manasseh, one of the sons of Joseph, is in Ophrah, and his son there is using one of the vine presses, the vats in which the juice of the grapes was pressed, to hide the wheat that they're grinding for food because the Midianites are making it a point to take all the food from these people and obviously the goal is if they don't have any food to survive they're going to perish and they'll be gone from the land so Gideon young Gideon is working away remember young Gideon has grown up seven years seeing the people oppressed by the Midianites the Amalekites and the people of the East and this angel of the Lord comes and he sits under the terebinth or the turpentine tree in Ophrah and the angel of the Lord, verse 12, appeared to him, so Gideon can visibly see him, and said to him, The Lord is with you, 
you mighty man of valor, or you mighty warrior, it says in the NIV. The Lord is with you. God is with you, Gideon, you mighty man of valor. What a proclamation by the angel of the Lord, sitting there under that terebinth tree. The Lord is with you. Now, the angel of the Lord is a very special figure in the Old Testament. Um, he goes out before the Israelites. Some people believe the angel of the Lord who brings the very words of Yahweh. The angel of the Lord is in the burning bush when Moses sees that bush on Mount Sinai and he speaks the word of God. And some see the angel of the Lord as Jesus Christ himself before his incarnation as a man, revealing himself as the angel of God. And it's possible, because certainly the voice will go from the angel of the Lord to the Lord himself as the angel brings forth the word of God. I tend to believe that the angel of the Lord most likely is Michael, the angel of the Israelites, who is a type of Jesus. That the angel of the Lord who is sent out as a messenger to the people is a type, just as Isaac is a type and Moses is a type and David is a type, of the ministry work of Jesus who would bring the full message of God and would go before his people to bring us victory to go into heaven. Whatever, the angel of the Lord is a very special, mysterious individual bringing God's word to his people. And he's, he's there under this tree, he appears to Gideon, and he gives his proclamation, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, O oh my Lord, and that word Lord there is Adonai, which we use as Lord, meaning the Lord, but it also means Lord as in Sir, as in Master. Even as in the Spanish language, you'll hear them say um, El Señor, for the Lord, and it also could be just used as a regular title, meaning Lord, Sir. He says, O oh my Lord, if the Lord Yahweh is with us. You see Lord there all in capitals. Now notice the angel has said, the Lord Gideon is with you. And you get a sense of Gideon's humility here. If the Lord is with us, he assumes it means with all of them. Why then has all this happened to us? Now, isn't that a good question? You hear that over and over and over again. Young Gideon, who has only seen probably oppression of his people, says, if God is with us, why has this happened to us? And then he says, and where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? And that's part of the prophecy, right, we just read. But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Why? Why is this terrible thing happen? Obviously, he's found favor with God. And he knows God is a miracle-working God. But where are the miracles? There are times we go through this in life that it seems like God is so far away. You know he's there, but you can't feel him. And his miraculous power, where is it? It's been many years, maybe, since you've seen a miracle of God or a wonderful outpouring of God's Spirit. What's going on? Why is this happening to us? And where are his miracles? And we go back. We know something Gideon doesn't know. We know what's written here that in verse 1, the children of Israel did 
evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian. We know what it says in verse 10 when the prophet said, but you did not obey my voice. Many times, like Gideon, we're caught in bad situations. And you don't want to be narrow-minded or myopic about this. And every time something happens, say, well, you must have done something or I must have done something and, and get very um, blameful. But all too often, the things we do can influence what happens to us. And even if you're like Gideon, who's really not doing anything wrong, you could be blameless as Job. But we're tied into others. We're tied into a nation. We're tied into a society, a culture, an area, a neighborhood, a family. And sometimes, like Gideon, what the people around us do will impact on our situation. And we might not have the joy that God wants for us because of the sins that are around us. One individual touches another. If something comes upon our country, and you think about the Old Testament, the plagues and the destruction, and we think it can't happen to us here, we're so powerful, the United States is so rich, it's so prosperous, it's not going to happen to us. If something came upon our country, wouldn't it also touch Christians in the country? Now, individually, God can protect us, but you're still talking about dark times, you're talking about troubles, you're talking about trials. What the rest of the country has done, if God visited upon our country, the punishment for the sins of killing innocents by the millions, wouldn't it also touch Christians? Maybe because there are so many Christians in this country, the Lord has held back his hand of judgment for our sake. But what your neighbor does, what your family does, what your community does, if you're living in a certain location, it can impact on you. And certainly what the people of Israel have done has impacted on young Gideon who says, why is all this happening? Why has the Lord God forsaken us? The general sin of the nation here has affected the upbringing of poor young Gideon. And you see a vicious cycle. You can see there's doubt in Gideon's voice, right? Why? Where are the miracles? Where is the Lord God who can deliver us? And notice the cycle that Satan loves. He brings people to sin. And when there's sin, the individual turns from God. We want no part of God. Then God has to, as a just God, separate himself from the people and pull back his hand of protection. We're delivered into the hands of our enemies. Suffering results. So sin leads to separation from God. Separation from God leads to suffering. And what happens? Suffering brings in depression. It brings in doubt. It brings in a lack of faith in the only solution. Because the person's there seeing the suffering, and as we only see the suffering, we say, well, if there's a God, why does he let people suffer? If there's a God, why doesn't he do a miracle like he did back then? And we lose faith. And as we lose faith, we lose the ability, the only solution, because the only solution is God, to break the cycle. So it's a devious thing. Sin will bring in suffering, and people, when they suffer, lose faith in God. They doubt. Rather than going back, what are we supposed to do? As with any disease, you deal with the root of the problem. Go back and say, what caused this? Rather than doubting God and questioning God, we search ourselves and say, Lord, is there anything I've done to stop your power 
from intervening in my life. Your light from coming into my life. And then is there anything I should repent for for my family, for my community, for my nation? Is there anything we've done to stop your glory? Because God, you are a delivering God. You are a God who cares for your people. You can do the miracles, and it's not because of you, it's because of Satan, and because of the community, and the people, and me. And we need to have faith in what God, only God can do, to break the vicious cycle of sin, and separation, and suffering, and doubt. And the more doubt, the more despair, the less faith, the more sin, the more separation, the more suffering. It'll just keep going and going until we stop and recognize what the human race has done wrong and that God is the one that wants to deliver us. And so Jesus said, pray, Father, deliver us from the enemy. God is the God that delivers. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he said, how does he end the prayer? For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. God here is going to break the cycle himself. He's going to show the miracle. He's going to speak to Gideon. If you would like to write to us, or you feel led of the Lord to help support our church's outreach, our address is Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle's Sunday service is at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Town Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison. The exit off I-95 is exit 61. Please join us for our next broadcast of Sheer Jashub.